That's their dream, but we have our dreams. Let's make our dreams come true. Hey, hey, hey. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into the That's Their Dream podcast. I have a special guest named Mac, who I met at a networking event, who shared how he quit his nine to five to become a full-time entrepreneur. I can't wait for you to hear from him and his path into entrepreneurship. Thank you, Matt, for taking time to be on this podcast. No problem, Cindy. Thank you for having me. Well, first, let's start telling the listeners what your business is all about and what made you start. Yeah, um, so my business is called Borderless Translations because I want to connect as many people as possible through language. And I guess how I got into it is that I left Minnesota, traveled to Japan, and started to master language and it just seemed like a natural fit to do to work in the translation field so when you went to japan that wasn't your intention to get into that field my my intention was to make video games and so i okay. wanted to um break into the video game industry and in order to be you know i'm very passionate about stories i wanted to write my own story produce my own game but no matter what, right, in order to be at the manager level, you have to communicate with the people. So that's kind of that's kind of, you know, me bridging the gap there. OK, that's amazing. Well, I'm glad that you found, you know, you segued and you found your passion and were able to start your own business. So I know that you were working before you started your business. So how did you know it was time to leave your job to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, at the time. There was a couple of journeys. So, you know, in Minnesota, I was an IT consultant. Um, I did it for four years, was making good money. But, you know, there was just this nagging feeling that there was something more. So, you know, I f decided to follow that more, quit my job um, and left to Japan in around 2017, studied Japanese in Japanese school, you know, mastered it in about, uh, you know, I got good at it. I won't say master, but I got good <laughs> at it in about two years. And then I did end up finding that video game job um, at Square Enix for about one year. And then once that ended, you know, I thought to myself, wow, you know, I really wanted to be more control over the creative process of translation and also the quality. And that's when I moved to full time for with borderless translations. Wow. I mean, <laughs> that's that's amazing that you were able to, you know, learn the language within two years, because I know it's really hard to pick up on another language, especially when you're used to either your language, um, you know, English, if you have a tribal language, whatever it is. So I know you probably do you speak other languages as well. I so I learned French in high school. I forgot it. I <laughs> I learned a little bit of Spanish and I'm still like working on that. You know, I do the um, I just read every day. So I'm better at reading Spanish and speaking. Um, but, you know, being in Japan at language school, there was many different people from different cultures. So I know a little Chinese. I know a little Korean. Um, I know just a little, you know, greetings, hellos just from exchanges. You know everything. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's important. Like, it's good to know all these different languages. So when you travel or if you run across a situation where you need to step in, um, you can be able to, you know, at least be able to say something or try to understand what the other person is saying and communicate with them. So 
that's that's cool I wish I can be able to pick up on languages and stuff like that but for right now all I can do is English so <laughs> hey that's like that's that. nothing to be ashamed of <laughs> yeah so I know it's tough owning a business and you can face like many different obstacles do you mind sharing what you find most challenging about owning a business yeah you know that's a great question um I would definitely say the unknown um I feel like in a nine to five, you, you have a schedule, you have people who will spend literally months planning out the year. And, you know, you just have to kind of follow your task, your deadlines, your milestones. But in when you're running your own business, it's you, you are that person who's thinking, while you're doing while you're, you know, trying to make sure you have enough money to pay the bills, making sure your contractors or your employees are, you know, are being paid, right? So there's a lot going on and that unknown can be very scary. And so being able to ask questions is probably, you know, how I deal with, you know, that uncertainty because, you know, bad decisions can lead, you know, your business down the drain. But good decisions that have not been thoroughly inspected can also um, leave, you know, a bad taste in your in your mouth, so to speak. Yeah. So do you ask a lot of questions like do you have a mentor or someone that you go to for help? Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely say, you know, find your mentors, find them, learn from them, buy them all the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. Like, I um, definitely follow a lot of people on Instagram and stuff like that to help me grow my um, business and to get, you know, see what they're doing and just learn the tips and tricks and stuff like that. Or, you know, just meeting people who are in the same field and have the same passion as me. And like you said, buy them the coffee or whatever it is, the dinner, the lunch, mm -hmm. um, because it's good to be able to ask and get that information and it's better than doing just a google search and stuff like that just hearing other people's experiences and how they were to overcome stuff is super important so um i like that that you're able to do that and you're comfortable asking those questions because some people are just you know they have so much pride and they're just scared to go out there and just say like hey i don't know i don't have the answer like can you please help me and guide me through the situation that i'm dealing with exactly yeah i feel that so with being a business owner, you have to have leader traits. Um, so in order to flourish and to expand, what do you think makes you a leader? You know, having, you know, asking questions, you know, being willing to put my pride aside in order to learn something new. Um, but what's even, but to take that a step further, I have to be able to take that information, process it, and then teach it to others. And so um, I think, you know, being a leader, right, not only do you have to be kind of the vanguard for the business, but you also have to be kind of the, the professor, right, the person, the educator. And so even if you, you know, have an employee, right, they're way more skilled than you, they still don't understand the requirements. So you might need to spend a week to learn, you know, new software, or to talk to clients, you know, take three days to condense all that and create some training material and then spend a day teaching everybody, right? So I think that's, you know, having that ability as a leader is very important. 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely important. I mean, you obviously hire people who have the skills and expertise in a certain um, field, but it's also good to be able to, you know, like you said, sit with them for a week and train them and show them what the um, expectations are for this job. So they just don't feel like, you know, maybe I can run all over this business or just, mm -hmm. or maybe they just feel like they don't get the support. So it can go either way. Um, depending on who the person is. So it's definitely important to show those leadership skills and to come in and show that this is what my business is about and this is what I expect of you and uh, maybe just go over those softwares and stuff like that so they can feel um, that they do have a leader that they can look up to or come to for any questions that they have. Exactly. Yeah, and it's okay not to know all the answers either, right? There's only so much you can fit in you know, a limited time span. But I think they appreciate the effort. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, and also, you know, they might, you know, if you're hiring somebody for marketing, they might have more skills, obviously, in the marketing field, because that's where they are and can be able to teach you. So I also think, you know, even with being a leader, you're also learning yourself from other people and like, okay, you know, that's a good skill they have where they are brought something to the table and can be able to learn there. And um, maybe the next person or if you hire another person can be able to teach them that skill as well. So at least you have that information in case that person wants to leave or anything like that. Exactly. Knowledge retention is also important. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, so do you have any future plans for your business? Oh, I have all the plans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I would say right now, you know, I did start the business in Japan. And currently I'm in the U.S. growing the, you know, the U.S. part of the business. And so um, a lot of people don't have access to Asia in general because of the language barrier. So mm -hmm. I'm actually working um, on a documentary about, you know, Korea and they needed Korean language. Right. So I had a nice access point for them. So I'm growing out the U.S. side of the business. Um, so far, we've been mostly into film. In general, we're in entertainment, but it's been a lot of film, documentaries, you know, commercials. But I'm hoping later in the year to move more into indie um, games. Wow, congrats. I can't wait for that. I mean, I love that you're doing a documentary and that that's really cool. And that's amazing that you're doing that and just, you know, showcasing Korea. So how's that going? How's that process? Oh, it's been it's been fun. Um, at the time, I didn't have any Korean translators. Like I, if you asked me for Japanese, I was, you know, I had them all. So um, I kind of had to hit up my my Korean friends. Hey, who do you know? But they came through. Right. So that's that's a nice thing about, you know, when you work in business, networking is very important. So just make sure, you know, you got some backup. Yes, I always preach that networking is very important. So I'm glad that you backed me up with that. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are finding they have something that they can share to help others, whether that's providing a service or a product. Um, what is some advice you would give to someone starting out? Yeah, I mean, you know, we just mentioned networking, right? So networking can be a real lifesaver. Um, but I feel like a lot of people get told, hey, you know, go out meet people, get their information, and that's it. And I feel like, um, you know, they're kind of being done a disservice in a sense that they're not told how to actually process and, you know, cultivate that, that new connection. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would definitely say that, you know, once you, once you go to a networking event, exchange your story, 
right? Because that's how I remember people. Um, you know, exchange a story so that, you know, after the event, when you're looking at their business card or their email, you can, you know, you can write something, you know, hey, I remember you, you're the person who, I don't know, who owns their own nonprofit that helps um, financial literacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from there, right, then um, try your best to take the initiative. Um, as much as we want other people to reach out to us first, they, they, they probably won't because they're either busy or they forgot or, you know, life happens. So if you take that initiative, um, it'll definitely serve you well. Yeah, um, definitely. Because I was just talking to a, someone and they were just telling me, you know, most people just go to a networking event. They shake the person's hand, you know, exchange business cards, exchange LinkedIn or social media. And then they just move on, forget to contact the person, follow up, you know, go out for coffee, whatever it is. Um, but it's just very important to continue holding that hand, to continue following up, building that relationship, because you never know, even if maybe you didn't feel or know what you could possibly do with that person at that exact moment and how you can collab together or work together, or maybe it could be a possible friend, um, you know, it's just important to continue building that relationship because you never know how they might be um, of use in your, you know, in your life. So it's just important to just continue to do that because, yeah, a lot of people afterwards just forget and, you know, keep moving on with their life because it gets busy and stuff like that. So that's why I always try to keep everyone's card. And, yeah, maybe I'm busy the, that night or something mm -hmm. like that to follow up. But, you know, just making sure that within that week that I send out an email or, you know, add them on LinkedIn and send them just a quick message. It was nice meeting you, even if it's just that or like you know, even going to the next extent and just saying, hey, let's meet up for coffee or brunch or something. Because like I said, you never know where this relationship can go and how they can, you guys can benefit each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how I met you, you know, at Black Business Week. Um, I actually ended up meeting Lee, shout out to Lee, um, last <laughs> yeah, week. Lee. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, and, you know, and I'm really happy I made um, those connections with you and I'm glad I reached out. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm glad that we connected. And that was just a great um, week. And I just met so many people there. And like I said, I'm glad I met you because now here you are on my podcast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it can be hard to stay motivated. How do you manage feelings of doubt? Doubt is one of those things where, you know, as an entrepreneur, it'll go hand in hand, especially since you're dealing with the unknown. Um, and so one ways I usually deal with that is, so for me, I, for me, it's, it's about, you know, what exactly am I doubtful about, right? And it's because I haven't done this before. If, if this was something I was experienced in, I've done a hundred times, maybe my feelings of doubt would be very minimum, right? And so what I do is I try to identify those doubts, right? So sometimes you're doing something, you get an intrusive thought, you know, you say, oh, I can't do this or I'm going to fail. Right. So what I do is I write it down. So I write it down and I write down also the trigger, like, OK, what made me feel this way? OK, um, I'm doing, you know, bookkeeping. I'm not really good at I like I'm OK at math, but, you know, um, you know, bookkeeping has gives me a lot of anxiety because if I'm wrong, 
right? The IRS is going to come find me. So, uh, so <laughs> yes, they so, will. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then underneath that trigger, I also put in like a possible solution. Like, okay, if I'm feeling, you know, doubt in my ability to do accounting, um, how about I do a YouTube video, right? Or some kind of course, you know, Coursera. Um, how about I talk to a friend, you know, Lania, right? She's an accountant. I can get some advice from her. So I think, and, you know, by doing that and by identifying what is making me feel doubtful and a way to deal with it and actually, you know, do the thing that um, would help me lessen that doubt, um, it really does help me alleviate um, those feelings. I agree because yeah, it is really important to just write down why you're feeling that and like try to get down to the root of, you know, that feeling. And then once you figure it out, you know, like you said, you go on YouTube or you ask a friend or you take a course and be able to educate yourself. So when the next time comes around where you have to deal with this with like, you know, accounting, you know, managing your receipts or, you know, your QuickBooks and stuff like that, you're like, okay, I have this knowledge. I asked a friend, they were able to help me out or, you know, I was able to um, go take this course and get the certificate. So now I have all the knowledge that I need to be able to make sure, yeah, the IRS doesn't come for me because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I like that. That is just like super important to just do, just make sure with anything in life, you know, when you are feeling any doubt to just sit there and reflect on it and just ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? And then from there, try to find solutions um, to help with that doubt because it's, it's not a good feeling. We don't want to have that feeling or deal with that so we can be able to overcome it the next time that we have that feeling or something like that comes up. Exactly. And that's where you get that experience, right? Yes, yes, yes. That's where you get that experience. So, I mean, thank you so much for sharing and talking to the listeners and we loved hearing your journey. So I hope this inspired others out there to take a leap and start their business. So I appreciate you for being on my podcast. No problem. Thank you for having me, Sydney. I just want to say that I appreciate you guys for tuning in. So please share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you.